It's time for a brand new Librarians After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We are talking season four, episode 11, and the trial of the one. Stick around! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! TV. We're talking season four, episode eleven, and the trial of the one. I'm Yael Teagle. I'm joined by Alexis Torres. I'm back. Yay. I'm so happy because this entire episode took out my heart and threw it into the street. You guys can find me all over social media at atorres890. And of course, the reason we're stuck here on this side together is because we have two amazing guests. Dean Devlin is here. Christian Kane is here. Yay! Welcome. Thank you for having us. Um, we are so excited. We have so much to talk about. We also have a lot of fan questions. I took notes, guys. Calm down. Um, and Alexis is keeping an eye in the chat. So if you're live in the chat, you know, you can ask questions there. But if you already asked them, I got it. Calm down. Um, and we have a giveaway. We have a giveaway. So stick around for that. Let's talk about this episode. Oh, do we have to? Yes. We have to. <laughs> Mr. Dean Devlin. How could you? What the hell? Yeah, that's where I'm starting. I got a lot. I got a lot of uh, love. For the episode last night. It was heart wrenching. Yeah, heartbreaking. Um, especially because you gave us last episode, which was like we're gonna build up your love of Jenkins. I knew it too. I was feeling because I was like, this, this is a very solo Jenkins episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to it. <laughs> um, so before we jump into this episode, everyone wants to know, is there any news about season five yet? <laughs> Not yet. All right. Keep your fingers crossed. Thought I'd ask. All right. Let's talk about this episode. Um, we have the library. We're going for the tethering ceremony. We got the bells. Those bells, man. <laughs> I knew you were going to complain about what? that. It was loud. I know, but that was the point. That's supposed to get people. I, I didn't even realize how much time has passed. At this point, because remember we've been talking about, like, when's the tethering going to happen? Yeah, and it's time. It was time. Um, but instead of tethering, we have this nightmare ceremony. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> um, and we discover each of our uh, librarians' deepest fears. Um, so there was a fan question about this. Uh-huh. You want to take it, Alexis? Oh, I was hoping I could bring I it I got up. it right here. Okay. <laughs> um, at Mayor... Ooh. Mayor Brewer, Brewer, wait, Brewer, sorry, I'm sorry for butchering that. Uh, what are your real life nightmares? Yeah, what are your real life nightmares, guys? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Tell us so that we can make them happen. Um, no, that's that. what you get for this episode. <laughs> you know, I honestly, my biggest nightmare is the fact that I actually have these dreams sometimes that uh, Hollywood was too tough and I shouldn't have come out, and so I did, and I stayed in Oklahoma and I didn't pursue my dream. And I literally will wake up back working for like at some convenience store or in jail (laughs) and I didn't make it out of town didn't come to Hollywood and I literally have that dream I'll wake up and I like I didn't come to Hollywood because I thought it was too hard and I didn't want to chase my dreams and uh, that's kind of a nightmare for me I wake up just just, because it would have been so easy to go you know what it's just not going to happen I should just stay here and be responsible that's so sad (laughs) this is supposed to be a fun question I'm trying to keep with (laughs) the theme of last night (laughs) this is a sob fest Well, I'm going to start crying. Uh, Dean, what's yours? Because I want the fans to send it in boxes. (laughs) Well, I actually, I had a reoccurring nightmare my whole life, but it ended. And and a lot of people have this one, you know, where you're running from somebody Mm -hmm. and they're chasing you. 
and you try to scream and nothing comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. You're, and I used to have this dream over and over and over again until the birth of my first child. And then literally, like the next day after she was born, I had the dream, but this time I stopped, I turned around, saw my attacker, and I destroyed them. I literally ripped them into shreds. And that's when I realized that that line from Stephen Moffat was so true, that love is a psychopath. (laughs) Bring it all back around here. (laughs) I was like, that's such a beautiful thing. And then you just nerded it. It It's so beautiful. It's still beautiful. Um, As we know, I'm not a big fan of emotions. And this episode was so emotional. Um, so Cassandra's fear is being bullied, um, but can we talk about how great she looked with her hair like that? Yeah, I wanted it. You got to see the goth look. Yeah. It looked so good. I want more of that. Yeah, <laughs> especially because when they mentioned it, I was like, I wonder what she would look like. And then it just like, it was just perfect in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> it was so, so good. Yeah. Um, and Jacob's fear is magic. He's a, that's, we, we know what he's like, we've been talking about that. Jacob's fear is magic, but I mean, if you remember, you know, you know, last season when that tattoo came on him, he did not like that at all because now, it, Dean's idea, he was wearing magic. There was no way to get away from him. He's now a magical artifact. And so when all those tattoos came up, he became a, a magical artifact, which he doesn't like magic, so he sure as hell doesn't want to be an artifact. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, well, we saw that no, coming. No, but I mean, it, but it makes sense for Stone, so I, I felt bad, because I was like, like what you said, that he's pretty much a living artifact. Like, that's like his worst nightmare, and so just adding a little bit to that was We perfect. went back and forth on that, too, because we had talked about the whole tattoo flying off, and we and him came up with the fact that if it leaves a little bit behind, he still can't escape it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's something that he hides, you know, that's mm-hmm. why everybody's like, well, why is everybody wearing short sleeve shirts and you're in long sleeve shirts, especially for what episode was it that people were talking about that? Was it, it summer was, camp one? No, it was a summer camp one. Yeah. Why does he have on long sleeves? He has on, and they were, they were upset about mm-hmm. it and they didn't put it together. He's covering up the magic, you know, yeah. he doesn't want people to see that about him, so. Um, speaking of summer camp, I'm going to take this opportunity <laughs> to ask. A lot of fans want to know if we're getting Serena back and love. Is there love coming back? Well... We'll always have the library. <laughs> uh, apparently not. <laughs> guess apparently guess, not. Yeah, I guess that relationship's over. Oh, great, so look at that. That's kind of the point of the, that's kind of the point of this season as well, is because we really can't have a relationship besides besides with the library. I, I feel. It. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> you did call I did. I've been talking about the fact that in the beginning of this season, they've been talking about doing personal trips and hanging out with other people and things like that. So the fact that Stone was trying to kind of connect with somebody, but then realized that his connection needs to be with the library, it just it made sense. I'd love to bring her back. She was a, she was a heck of an actress, and we became you know great friends and stuff like that. And she was she was very fun to work with. But and she was hot. Yeah, that too. Was, also, she was hot. Point that I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but we are. We are definitely we are. I think, I think you should say it. I think you should say it again. She, she, she was, was hot. hot. <laughs> I like that song. Well, but you know the I previous have so many season notes about how many hot girls are. <laughs> the previous season was really about the consequences of using magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we wanted this season to be the consequences of being a superhero. You know, that it ain't all it's cracked up to be. And so all the things we're exploring were was to show that you can't have a normal life and even what you're working for may not be what you think it is. Interesting. <laughs> I'm taking everything you're saying, but <laughs> some next episode. We're going to hold on to yeah, these We have like notes. a murder board. 
where like there's just strings <laughs> to whatever theory. It's crazy. Um, Ezekiel Spears obviously getting caught. Which yeah, that dumb. was yeah, that was pretty. Easy. <laughs> um, and then Eve, I called it. I called it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, girl, you in a nightmare <laughs> because her standing there not being able to help, of course, is her biggest exactly. fear. That's all she. Not that all she's good for, but like that's oh, all she's yeah. really great at. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, fine. She's pledged her, her life to her. Yeah. yeah, and she's amazing at it. So, See, I thought her nightmare was she wasn't going to be able to help them, and then Flynn was going to show up in some way, shape, and form, or like at least just a voice. But yeah, mm. but that was just me being uh-uh. over dramatic. No, she used the eye of Ampex, right? <laughs> yep. So much confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Spot on. The eye of Ampex, you're welcome. I take notes. <laughs> So then we had our Hunger Games sequence. That's yeah, that was it. exactly what I felt like. Um, and of course, because Eve is the guardian, saves them and, and figures it out. Let's talk about the Hunger Games mm. sequence yeah. and rolling around. You got to do some cool stunts. You always get to do cool stunts. <laughs> I got in trouble for that one. Yeah. Go on. Yes. Yeah, he got in a lot of trouble for that one. Well, because I wanted to do it, because I know I could do it. But it was like, but it's I landed a little bit wrong. I landed on the... Uh, the uh, where guys don't want to land because I thought I was going to land on my back but when it hit me they pulled it so fast that it spun me and then yeah so it took me a second to (laughs) but you got to understand he's been doing this to me for 10 years I say I've hired a stunt guy he's dressed like you he's the one who rolls over the car and then I watch dailies and I go he did it again He did it again. He constantly does. He he was not supposed to be the one who gets yanked by the rope. He's supposed to be in the wide shot. I mean, in the close-up as he's running. And then in the wide shot, it's supposed to be the stunt guy gets yanked. But and it was so much better because it was me. <laughs> I was actually about to say the same thing. I was like, but that's what we look for. It was a lighter stunt. It was a li- I mean, it wasn't It wasn't really that big a deal. And plus, we're getting towards the end, so if I'm limping, it's fine. But Our stunt guy's like the Maytag repairman. You know, he's always sitting there going, this is the best job in the world. <laughs> I don't do nothing. <laughs> But it, listen, it was fun, and it was, you know, and I, I really wanted to do it because it was Cassandra's rig that did it, you know, and it was, I knew it would be unexpected, and I knew that it would be more unexpected if you could stay on my face, because I'm the guy that's actually doing it, as long as you could, because you never saw that coming, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so, yeah, and, um, you know, it was just a lot of fun, and I, it, it was, there was a, there was a little bit of a, you know, he's a Native American heritage guy, and, um, and a history, and, and so my box was Native American, and you know I'm from Oklahoma, I'm part Cherokee, so it was, so it was a lot of fun. I had to put the war paint on. It was fun. you know when you get to play dress up like that, it's just you know this show lends that uh, tends to tends to let us do stuff like that. It's so much more fun. I think Brad Pitt said it best when you put all the makeup on for Interview with a Vampire. He said, "I don't have to act anymore." You know what I mean? Because that's you you build your character and we kind of got to build our character on that one Roskin was pretty nice to us and they all got to play a bunch of characters which was mm-hmm. they, they got to yeah. be in everybody else's yeah. nightmare too yeah. and even though this episode hurt me in a terrible way um, <laughs> I really love the fact that we got to see a little bit more of our librarians and our guardian but mm-hmm. also seeing a deeper level of acting from you guys especially because sure we get the goofiness from our librarians but we saw something that was much darker which is Exactly what I loved about this episode. You and emotions. Hey, man, I can't help it. I'm an emotional there was, there bag was cool of things. Fighting. They did cool stunts. Yeah, man, it was awesome. And, and emotions. Yeah. Um, and then after our, let's get to it. Okay. You know, my goal is to get you to cry. It's not one else in the audience. It's just you. I did two weeks ago. <laughs> I, I cried that one time. I was laughing so hard and got mascara in my eye. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> um, yeah. So you killed Jenkins. I'm upset. Um, all right. Alexis, do you want to ask it? 
Yeah. There's like um, five exclamation points. Yeah, it says in uh, Yale's notes, it says Alexis needs answers. So is Jenkins really dead? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Let me answer it this way. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll answer it this way. There, there, there is a fan theory out there I have a theory. that they are still in their nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I picked that. <laughs> They're not. They're not. Damn it. So that, that's the answer. That's the true answer. Because <sighs> um, <laughs> he was cremated, and on sci-fi fantasy, fantasy shows, there's a yeah. no-body, yeah, not-dead no rule. rule. But then when you cremate, it, you yeah. go, no, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't. I'm in denial. Yeah, um, I still have a theory, and but we'll how, get to it. How amazing was John Larroquette in his death scene? Oh, I mean, that's a that's a five time Emmy award winning actor. I mean, he was amazing. He's always amazing, and and after last week where we just fell in love with a different side of him, and then get to see him taken over by the library. I have a theory. It's not really the library that was taking over him. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. And then to see him die and to say goodbye and to say that the that the the, the 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 sandwiches are worth dying for. Stupid emotions. <laughs> you know, I gotta bring another. I'm gonna bring another thing about that death scene with uh, with Lindy. I thought that was a very very smart choice that she made. You know, we were all watching John act, and we were in the role. We were in the scene. I was tearing up. Rebecca was tearing up. John Kim was giving it his all to tear up. He <laughs> <laughs> was also playing Ezekiel Jones. So, yeah. Zeke, you know, there's not a but, you know. <laughs> but Lindy chose not to. She chose not to let a tear go down. And I thought that was unbelievable. And I kept wondering why until a couple hours later when we ended up switching. Because, you know, we're on set, so we filmed. And we filmed the scene where she puts him up there. And she absolutely loses it. Oh. And if she and I didn't understand why she wasn't going with us during that scene until we filmed the second one. And I thought, what a great acting choice to not lose it right here so that you can really lose it afterwards. And that almost tore us all up again when she lost it. So that was a smart choice on, uh, on Miss Smith's Booth's part. Um, I agree that her anger yeah. and her, I, I wrote, I hate it. Yeah. It was so, you could feel her pain. Yeah. And that wasn't actually her original line. Uh, uh, it, it, it started to come out that way, and then our writer who was on set just ran over to her and said, just keep saying I hate it, I hate it as many times as you want. And so that it just blew up. Yeah. Yeah. I, even, like, the shakiness in her voice was what mm-hmm. was getting me, because I could no. feel it in my chest, and I was just like, this, oh, it was just, it's not fair. Why do you do this to us? Well, then we got a big reveal, because they all resigned. <clears throat> and Nicole came back. First of Keep all, it together. First of all, Keep it together. <laughs> it needs to be noted that she looked smoking hot in that dress. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The dress that she saved for a special occasion to watch the world burn. Yeah, I thought that was the, the best line. <laughs> um, I have to ask about Nicole. Yeah, I've been pointing it out all season. <laughs> uh, our original Nicole was played by someone else completely. Yeah, why is that? She wasn't available. And I didn't want to make it a new character. <laughs> okay. Um, if she'd been available, I would have loved to have had her come back. She's a wonderful actress and a really good person to have on set. But she was doing a, a series at the time, and they didn't know if it was going to get picked up for another season, so she couldn't commit to doing it. And I really fell in love with the idea. You know, um, the idea actually came from uh, uh, the same writer of this episode, Tom McRae. Before we started the season, he said, what if Nicole didn't die? What if Nicole has been in a jail cell underneath the library this entire time and no one's ever told Flynn? And I was like, you wrote The Girl Who Waited, didn't you? <laughs> I was like, what a hoovian. And I was like, that's fantastic. So, so uh, we kind of built the whole season around that idea. Yeah. Um, and it was the most, 
diabolical play. I was like sitting there being like, oh, she's good. Because she <laughs> set it up. It's Guys, I rewatched it. She set it up mm-hmm. that it wasn't just that she uh, was gathering artifacts to take down the library. She was gathering artifacts to look like she was taking down the library yeah. so she would be imprisoned. What a clever... Oh, when she so was, smart. When she was, you know, villain monologuing <laughs> at this point in time, my jaw was literally on my desk going, why didn't I put this all together? This is insane. But it's just... And it's so cool that she was able to, like, trick every single person mm-hmm. the entire time, especially Baird. Yeah. Because I thought for sure she was going to pick up on it if said there was a thing happening. Oh, and there was something that we cut out of the script, but in our minds was real. And actually, one of the fans uh, on Twitter asked the question last night. The time machine given to uh, Darrington Dare's rival was given to them by Nicole. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that makes so much more sense. Now. I was going to ask about yeah. how Darrington played into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good! Oh, man, I'm <laughs> nerding out over here. Well, you know, every season we usually have a big bad, right? So we wanted to try and make it look like, oh, they're not doing that this year. Oh, I thought the library was the big bad. Yeah, and yeah. then. To reveal finally, oh, actually, everything you saw was all caused by one person. Well, I mean, it makes sense because the I when you have a person that comes back and everyone's like, oh, this person's clearly evil. That person's never evil. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, duh, she's not evil. We she were was. so off. <laughs> <laughs> now, also in performances, though, because you, you talk about the monologuing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a six-minute dialogue yeah. scene between two actresses, <laughs> yeah. and our two actresses knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. That, that's not yeah. easy stuff to just do expository dialogue for six Mm. minutes. And I love the blocking and how it was shot and everything. It was just, it was so beautifully done that I was just, I was so into the episode at that point in time that I was like, I need to rewatch the scene over and over (laughs) and over. Like, I want more of that in my TV. Mark Roskin directed that episode. He's a really big fan, and he's made me a fan of moving. Movement, mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. moving and yeah. stuff like that. And I start when I was watching it. I, I, I go, oh, Mark directed this. I knew he did <laughs> when I, right when I saw that scene because they're going back and forth. They're playing off each other. They're playing chess while they're acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and I love that about him. He did a really good job of, of not just two talking heads for six minutes because you lose it. Right. Yeah. It's it's movement and it's and it's somebody. You know, Nicole was actually playing chess. She was moving to mm-hmm. where she had more power against Baird every time she made a move. So it was nice. Yeah, and Absolutely. I love the camera angles too of mm-hmm. like Nicole looking down at her in certain spots and things like that and even when she had Nicole up against like the bookcase like you can see that the angle was a little bit off and like it it just you can tell that from Baird's perspective how uneasy it was Mm -hmm. and how she was uneasy about what was happening and her world was crumbling so I thought that was really really cool that we were able to put that together it was really great and she monologues and tells us the whole play I love when and heals I'm gonna turn the whole play into this gorgeous dress and heals (laughs) we Um, usually refer to that as the evil speech of evil yeah (laughs) yes of course of course Technical terms. <laughs> we only use technical terms. Um, sure. And, but her entire motive is she's, she wants to kill this idea and kill the library. I love that you can kill a man, but you can't kill an idea. Yeah, she's that's... like, nah, I'm killing an idea. I got this. Love it. But the whole reason is because Flynn never came for her. And the library didn't rescue her either. I mean, nothing from the library came back to save her. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, where it's kind of like, really? But at the same time, I can understand for someone who's been doing this for a while, and the fact that you've been left in the past? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Left in the past. That's tough for anybody. And there's also something that, that, that Jenkins actually says in the very beginning of the season, which is that being immortal 
detaches you from humanity mm -hmm. and you lose your humanity and that the, the library had it because it was tethered to humans and that he had it because he was in love with Charlene mm -hmm. so she was his anchor so even within himself once she was gone he found himself having a harder time having a sense of humanity so 500 years of resentment yeah, that's well, see, a woman's score right there. Half this shit, I don't even know, man. So you guys, <laughs> I'm sitting there putting it together myself. So. I'm like, oh, I see that. I see that. Um, at the beginning of the season, we did have a beautiful guest star uh, with John Noble, and he has not yet returned. <laughs> I knew this question was coming. He, he died. He, that's it. He's he died. gone. Yeah. John Noble, the John Noble, one episode. All right. But that's kind of why, because we again we wanted to do this head fake of who's the big bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah John, oh, of course he's going to be the right. big bad. We were waiting for him so. to come back. All right, it's a very good scene with John Noble. We're in the limousine, and uh, and I did my scene with him, uh, and I was I was acting like a couple of actors, and I would read their lines, and I just I ran out there to do it because it was really close quarters, me and him. And, uh, of course, you're, you're going to see all three of us and then John Noble. But really, it was just me and then John Noble on the turnaround. And I wanted to be there just to watch him which watch him work. And then Lindy was stuck on something else, and so she couldn't do her scene. So I stayed out, and I did Lindy's scene. <laughs> just because I wanted to listen to him He looked so good in that just, dress, yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. That was really cool. What? No pictures? <laughs> <laughs> pictures just, are not yeah. Only in John Noble's mind. <laughs> Lucky John Noble. Um, all right. So then the library's gone. I have fan questions. Yeah. yeah um, I'll bring Okay, so uh, at K M Jar says that you've had a lot of great guest stars. John Noble is one. I've listed a bunch this season. Did you <laughs> I can't remember any of them right now. Do you ever write um, the roles with a specific actor in mind? Sometimes. Uh, uh, in um, uh, in the racetrack episode, that was absolutely written for. I mean, because uh, uh, actually the writer had directed... Richard Kine. Richard Kine. Richard yeah. I mean. uh, 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 the writer of that episode, uh, Gary Rosen, who's actually... Uh, one of my oldest friends, and he was my writing teacher when I first wanted to become a writer. Uh, 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 he had directed a movie that Richard Kind had been in, and of course Richard Kind was in Stargate. So, yeah. Well, and I and worked leverage. with him. I worked with him four times on two. Yeah, and this is my fourth time. And well, we just on leverage. He was our bad guy for the yeah. for the, mm -hmm. for the, uh, the, the two mayor. part the two part season. I yeah. Oh, I recall. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah, she's I like. Recall. If Richard Kind's available, you start writing for Richard Kind. He's, a, he's amazing. He's brilliant. That's awesome. But sometimes you get lucky. You know, I mean, uh, we didn't write uh, uh, um, uh, the Christmas episode with Stephen Weber in mind. Uh, but when someone said, what about Stephen Weber? We're like, yes, Colin, <laughs> Stephen, do it. <laughs> God, he was so brilliant. Um, he was great. And speaking of Christmas, Honorat mm -hmm. um, Selenet, I'm sorry I'm butchering screen names, um, wonders if there's any chance of a big annual Doctor Who style Christmas special. Um, please please uh, write to TNT <laughs> and say we would like to have Christmas specials or summer specials. Summer specials. We'd um, like to make them. <laughs> we should do better than Doctor Who. I've been asking every year for Doctor Who to do a Hanukkah special, and oh, I think that'd be nice. That we I love should it. Do it. Yeah. Screw Christmas. Hey, well, hey, well, hey, sorry. well. Sorry. Do you want to take a question? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna scroll up. Um, <laughs> we have so many fan there's questions. There's so many. I made um, a breath. This is for the both of you. It's from at Swan E Jones Seven. Um, what is your favorite episode of the season so far? Oh, you go, you go. <laughs> uh, that's a hard one for me. That's a really hard one for me. Uh, this, this is my favorite season we've done. Yeah. Um, I, know, I, I really loved last week's, uh, the, you know, the week four with uh, uh, Jenkins. I mm -hmm. loved that episode. 
I really love the Darrington Dare episode. Mm-hmm. Just I loved watching <laughs> him fanboy. Yeah. Um, and but you know, and then completely selfishly, I love directing him as the tree. I mean, that just was. <laughs> You should have seen on the, on the actual that day, though. That wasn't CGI, by the way, guys. I was painted and put into that tree. We so noticed. We noticed. So he's, he's in that either. tree, you know, becoming the Lorax. And it was like, it was so awesome. Oh, so there. that was a lot of fun. That was so good. I worked all morning on that voice, and finally something just clicked. I tell you, man. I tell you, it's funny. I tell you, I don't have a favorite episode. I have a favorite night. And it was one of my favorite nights ever of, of The Librarians, which was the episode that Noah Wiley directed, the Christmas episode, followed by the episode that Noah Wiley wrote mm-hmm. and Jonathan Frakes had directed. Yeah. For some reason, that whole night was just so entertaining to me with everything that was going on, with the Christmas was so much fun, and then the uh, and then the, 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 movies. the movies, getting to play those other characters. And seeing you sing the, the yodeling cowboy, oh. that was from heaven. Yeah. <laughs> um, we know that you can sing, uh, and we know you play guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you dance? I cannot dance. Oh. No. That was a question <laughs> from Be Injured. I did. <laughs> well, I would be injured. I tried to shake it like Jenkins last night. Oh, Lord. Oh. I spent some time in Argentina. I was doing a film there for a couple of months, and I was literally standing on the corner where... They invented salsa dancing. Not on the block, cool. on the actual corner. And I said, I got to go take salsa lessons. Oh, tango lessons. Sorry, tango, where they invented the tango. And Those so I went, I, went and took, yes. uh, yeah, I went and took tango lessons, and I got pretty good at that for a while, but I don't remember anything. And if you, if you had some tile here, <laughs> I might be able to break dance a little bit because I used to do what? that. Like, I, was, no, I can't dance. I can't dance. I'm going to find a way for this to happen. <laughs> I can't dance. I wish I could. I can't dance. Um, we got this great theory on YouTube from Vasco Nabo, mm-hmm. and it's apparently a very popular theory. Um, is Flynn Arthur reborn? Have you heard this theory? <laughs> That's what he's like. Face. What? I have heard the theory. Okay. Um, I know the answer to that, and I don't want to tell you. And I don't. I, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be a jerk. But part of the fun of the librarians is that people see things in it. <laughs> and sometimes they're right, but sometimes it actually inspires us to change the story. So there's certain things I, I kind of don't want to answer, not because I'm hiding it, but because I think it takes away some of the joy of watching the show. Okay. Fair. That is fair. fair. I hope those people continue to believe their theory. I oh, wait, wait a minute. Let's not jump off this. <laughs> so he's author and Cassandra's Merlin. Who would I be? Um, I don't know if you watched our after show the first season, but I clearly don't know anything <laughs> about Cameron. I'm trying to think in my head. I'm like, I don't know um, if you all remember. Everyone was like, oh, he's Galahad. And I went, uh-huh. Sure, that's a person, I think. <laughs> I'm blanking I don't read. Names. That's a going thing oh, I wish Tari was here. Tari would be like, yeah. ah, it's this one. Uh, then we'd be like, okay, nerd. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, come to me later. You know, we'll take it to the fans. Fans? Oh, I should check the chat. Check the chat. <laughs> You'll get the answer in about two seconds. <laughs> yep. Um, that's so good. Uh, so this season we had Lindy direct. We had um, Noah direct and write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next season, I already predicted that everyone is writing and directing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Right? Uh, Christian, any plans to direct or write? I tell you, man, I love being an actor. You know what I mean? I want to write something someday. I don't even know if I really want to direct, to be honest with you. I just love being an actor. I love saying other people's words, and I like to make them mine. 
Um, I watched Lindy. There's a lot of work she put into that. So much work. Um, you know, I'm just I'm I'm I got my thing. I'm pretty good at punching people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I do. And you know, I've been fortunate enough to work with uh, the likes of John Rogers and Dean Devlin for I've worked with them for 11 years now. There's no reason for me to write anything. It's such a good job. Someday I want to write something that's close to me, and I honestly think that it, I probably would be too close to it to direct. Mm. So directing okay. is really not my thing. I do want to write. I'm a songwriter. Um, a lot of people say, "Well, he's a songwriter. He's not a writer." I was like, you, you, "You don't know how hard it is to put a 120-page movie into three and a half minutes." <laughs> So I do write. I'm a songwriter. <laughs> right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I don't know. As far as this stuff's concerned, I've worked with these guys for so long now. I enjoy just being an actor. I have to be honest. Uh, yes. I was going to, yeah. yeah um, the chat has answered your question. <laughs> um, I definitely agree because I was thinking about it, but I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, the chat and I agree that you could be Lancelot. That's what I was waiting for you. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Sorry, everybody. Um, but speaking of acting, since you love it that was so much. That a beta much, question, by yeah, the way. Sorry. Um, uh, any advice that you have for aspiring actors that are, or upcoming actors? Man, it's a, uh, you know, it's not the same town when I got off the bus. You know, it's just not. This reality TV is killing this industry. There's not as many jobs out there anymore. But I'm telling you, just like the dream that I have, the nightmare that I have, sometimes you ask me about my nightmare. If this is what you want to do, and you got to be prepared to lose everything and maybe gain nothing. But if you try hard, one of these days you're going to do something as an actor that will be out there forever. And, and a good friend of mine, when I first started in this business, gave me a little secret. He said, acting is the art of immortality. I'm never going to die. When I pass... 200 years from now, you go watch something that I did. You know what I mean? It's a statue that we're making. If this is all you can do, and this is really what you want to do, then chase your dreams. But it's a, it's a tough gig, and and um, I wouldn't wish it on anyone who's thinking, hey, maybe I could do that. That's not the attitude. It's got to be, this is what I want to do, and I'd rather spend the rest of my life trying to do it. And then I would be all behind them. That's great. Yeah. Um, that. And that question came from Nikki Kaniac 6, <laughs> obviously. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Michael B. Ryder wants to know from Dean, what made you become a producer and what was the biggest obstacle? Well, I'm the son of a producer and, and an actress. So uh, I grew up on movie sets. I always loved movies. Uh, but the thing that where I, where I moved into that chair is I had written a movie uh, for Roland Emmerich called uh, Universal Soldier. And the process of making the movie was very difficult. So when we did our next project together, which was Stargate, I told Roland I would only write if I was the producer. And he said, deal. And so that's really what moved me in, just because I wanted to protect my script. Wow. Um, Any advice for people who want to produce? Well, the the problem is when you hear the name producer, it could be a million things. It could be the person who is creatively in charge of the movie. It could be the person who financed the movie. It could be the agent of an actor in it. You never know. And that's one of the problems of being a producer. But I would say the first thing is decide what kind of producer you want to be. But if you want to be a creative producer, then it's all about the material. Finding it, creating it, working with a great writer who comes up with it, buying a book or an article. It's finding that piece of material that you feel incredibly passionate about. And then your passion can become infectious. 
Excellent advice. Yeah. Um, I uh, want to get back to the show. I have a question about the show. <laughs> just got a nitpick here. Please. Uh, so if the library is doing what I'm calling tinkerbelling, right, where if you don't believe, Tinkerbell dies. Yeah, I was like, do I clap for it? Is yeah. That how that if works? the library, if, we, if the librarians don't believe, the library dies. What about the nerds and Serena and Dosa? Because they all believe in the library. Until they forget about it. <laughs> I was waiting for that answer. I'm so sorry. Who's, who's, who's Serena? The girl. The girl. Your yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, you threw me for a loop because you started talking about the Tinkerbell. You thing came up with her like, name. <laughs> he actually came up. I had a different name, and he goes, "I don't like that name." Goes, what Serena. I went, "Oh, that's a good name." What was, what was the name? I don't remember. Do you remember? No, it was like 16 syllables. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I can't remember. It was just a joke, but I, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was. Yale. Oh no, it, it was. Um, it was Yale. <laughs> it was Yale. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. It, let's just put it this way. I know what it was. It was a name that I did not find attractive, and I said to him, no, "I can't get yeah, into you that." Can't. Yeah, yeah, let's not. No, so let's but not it's do like, that. but it's like you don't. You know, some it's like caniac out there is going to. Like, if you say I love you, so it just didn't. It didn't slide off the tongue. Okay, yeah. I get it. Um, I. What are the chances of a leverage crossover? I was waiting for you to ask that when they were talking about leverage you know, it, crossover. It'd be, yeah. It, it's how would that work? Oh, so <laughs> I'm just oh, okay. I'm <laughs> All right, so the clearly the leverage team is going after what they think is an artifact that's going to make them money, or somebody got stolen. You know what I mean? They got to solve it, and then the librarians are coming at it because they got to get it back to the library, and then we get an awesome Elliot Jacob fight. I did. Jacob did fight Jacob already. Yep, that's true. Yeah, but you didn't fight Elliot. No, yeah. Elliot would whoop his ass. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then I could get my shirtless scene that I've been asking for. That's true. Great. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. I, I warned you. <laughs> um, Dean, do you have any uh, Stanley ambitions? Mary E. Brewer wants to know if you're going to appear in the cameo. Is it a cameo position? Um, you know, I, I don't think of myself as a former actor. I think of myself as a reformed actor. <laughs> And God. every day and every way I get better and better. And so I, I don't want to fall back into that. Okay. Um, I want to ask the question that's have you guys, Have you guys ever seen Real Genius? I think I have. No. I would highly recommend checking that back out. Okay. I'm just going to write that in a minute. You know people are Googling Dean Devlin Real Genius right now? <laughs> I mean, I've seen photos. You talk about somebody who can dance. I've seen lots of photos. What? Oh, yeah. We ask your question. Well, no, it's a question that you and I have been talking about since it happened. Uh, will the ladies of the lake or Lucy come back? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Where are the ladies of the lake We're and so Lucy and Ariel's flying around? I want them all to come back. Yay! Okay, good. That's all, that's all we needed. <laughs> Keep it together. Thank you. That's the greatest and I'll, I'll, even, I'll even give you a, a, a one that nobody else has ever heard before. If, if, we, if we're back long enough, I don't know if it would be next season, or, but if we're back, I'm definitely bringing Stumpy back, too. <gasps> Yay! And I have a whole plan on how to do it. Tari's going to be so <laughs> excited. Okay, can I, can I try? I want to try to, I want to try to do some stuff here. <laughs> Since I've got you guys, oh, who no. he loves so much, he and, you, and, and everybody else thing. out there, all these fans and stuff like this, I, we've never seen the Chupacabra. Mm. And I feel like there should be a chupacabra. And it doesn't have to be a whole episode about chupacabra. I think Barrett should come down and I should be cooking with the chupacabra. <laughs> we should see a chupacabra. <laughs> Hi. 
I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with this. I'm just trying to get I the fans it. like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get everything. I've been asking for that for two years now. So, yeah. Do you want to ask that? Uh, no, I have you to do it. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of cooking. Especially because I'm a huge, I'm like, I'm always in the kitchen. Um, we know that you can cook. Uh, fans send you, uh, and fans send you questions. Um, at Lisa, the wear cat, awesome, yep. wants to know if you would ever try out recipes from fans if they send it to you. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a couple of people uh, uh, actually hand me cookbooks, like they're like handwritten cookbooks. That's One of them is awesome. from someone's grandmother and stuff, and I keep them. And uh, absolutely, it's, I'm always looking for stuff. All I do is watch the Food Network, and I always love ideas. Always, love it, ideas. he's very serious about this too. I mean, this isn't just like a little thing. I mean, he, he cooks. Cooking show. He, well, but I mean, he cooks dinner for the other cast members. I mean, <gasps> there's no. You don't mess around with his cooking. That's all you do. Wait, <laughs> he's need, very serious about. I need it. your advice. Okay. So, is this a cooking question? Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe not a truck. I'm not quite sure yet. But my idea is hold on. Is since I'm half Filipino and I'm half black, I want to do right. Uh, I want to do uh, Filipino soul food. Mm-hmm. What do you think? <laughs> no, weird. I'm asking. I want to know. The only problem that I have, the only problem I have, is I can't really speak that much on on, on Filipino food. I went to um, I went to uh, I went to the Philippines, and I was in uh, I was in Manila, but I didn't really. I was in a hotel, and then I went to um, where did I go? The island. Borka Island. I went to Borka oh, yeah. Island. And so that food was so, and I was so upset. I went to Thailand recently and I got to experience Thai food. I went mm-hmm. to little places, little hole in the walls, mm-hmm. and I got to eat. And, and um, But I don't know, because we were at this we were at this resort, and so I didn't, re- it was all like really great food. And I was yeah. so upset that I didn't get to taste, you know, yeah. Filipino food. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I mean, anything soul food, if you take it. I, I just bought a cookbook. That's so funny. I was in Australia, and I got a cookbook. It's Japanese soul food. That's okay. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic <laughs> idea. I'm not as familiar with, mm-hmm. with uh, food from the Philippines as I am some other places. I think it's a fantastic idea. Damn. Anytime you do soul food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm, you, just, I'm just excited about it. You should do it. Are you, think, are you thinking about doing it? Yeah. You should do it. Yeah. 100%. And now I realize why I like the two of you so much. Because I'm a Filipino Jew. So I'm kinda like I'm kinda like you guys combined into one person. I was putting that together when it's you our said, baby. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm your love child. Oh my God, this is amazing. Our baby's amazing. I'm so proud. Um, I was going to say next time you come, you uh, are gonna bring us food. And thus what? I will forego uh, requesting shirtless uh, episodes. If we unless, he, unless he brings you food shirtless. <laughs> Why? Why would you put that into the universe? No, I meant like to... for your own okay. <laughs> Try to remove that from your head now. I can't. Well, I'm sure they're going to ask another question. Yeah, I was like, we have the rest of the show. Oh. Amos Bush. <laughs> I'm going to find another question no, just in case. Um... Video games, since I'm wearing a video game shirt. Um, <laughs> Smart TV junk, uh, Junkie says, um, after the episode of Dune Name Jeff, would you do a role-playing game? Would I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you play video games. I do, yeah. And I was just with uh, Will Friedel, and, and I was in Australia, and we were doing a thing with Stan Lee and all those guys. And Will Friedel was there, and he was telling me about the whole, I play video games like they're going out of style. <laughs> But he was telling me about the role playing, the Dungeons and Dragons thing where somebody comes in and I can't remember what it was called. Vin Diesel did it. What? Yeah, Vin Diesel was on there and the guy, I guess his famous line is, How do you want to do this? 
There's like t-shirts because oh, it's yeah. like you roll the dice. So what, I'm not really that great at it, but you roll the dice, and if you you beat the guy, he seems back and goes, "How do you want to do this?" And you get to come up with your own way to kill the dude. <laughs> it's a game. It's a it's a, it's literally four guys sitting around playing Dungeons and Dragons for a couple hours. Drinking and having fun. Yeah, it sounds like my Saturday. <laughs> you don't know what I'm yeah. talking. Yeah, about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking okay, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I would do it. I would absolutely love to do it. I would play. I would play role playing games. Any, I love there, games. There is actually a leverage role playing game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Did you guys not know this? <laughs> Sorry, we um, should have brought it for oh you. Lord, someone's gonna start playing role playing games. But it's so stupid because my so my strength yeah. is like ten and my intelligence is like two. <laughs> I'm like, and they said, well, I they know, had to even I you out. The show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So your top five like favorite video games that you can that you can put in a list. My top five favorite video yeah. games. It's gonna Whew. go quick. Right now I'm playing Destiny. Yes. Love Destiny. I love Destiny. Uh, one of my all time favorite <laughs> games. Me and John Rogers play all times Fallout. Any Fallout. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, one of my all time favorites because I would just for the first couple of seasons of Leverage, I would just ride around and kill rabbits just to like let go of that character for a while at night. It was Red Dead Redemption, which are nice. gonna come back out with another one. Mm-hmm. I love Skyrim. I didn't like Skyrim when it went multiplayer. I love Skyrim when it was just me on Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And then for the fifth one, I just played. It is the most racist, unbelievable game. But I absolutely loved that was Wolfenstein. Oh yeah, I, I, that it was, was just it was so great. it was like off. I started it with my dad, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna turn this off." Yeah. I just, I like, <laughs> but it makes you, you know, there's only a couple things you can kill in bulk, and that's aliens, and zombies, and Nazis. Nazis. Mm-hmm. Then zombie and so Nazis. it makes you hate them so much that you don't mind putting putting a couple, of, <laughs> a little bit of lead in everybody. I don't know that I need a game. I actually thought yeah. it was a really good game. Anything <laughs> Bethesda does, a Rockstar's okay because they did. I don't know, Grand Theft Auto fan, but anything I Bethesda am. does, I'm a fan. I'm also in the same boat. Like that's my entire life is TV and video games. Yeah. That's like all. I, that's all I do. I just spent like I'll ten minutes you. on that. Sorry about that. No, that's no, good. Um, it made me happy. <laughs> Uh, that that's all the time we have for fan questions, but we do have a giveaway. Yeah, um, for those who don't know, uh, Gold Label Goods, who uh, make the official merch for the show, did a great giveaway on Twitter, and we have a winner. And I have it here. If we could pass it down, uh, because Mr. Oh. Christian Kane is going to read it for us. Uh, this no. is the winner. That's enough of that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I got excited. The winner is. Kellogg Rice Krispie. Um, So Kellogg Rice Krispie wins a t-shirt. Choose from 18 designs um, and three stickers from Gold Label's uh, Librarian's Collection. But there's also apparently a runner-up. I did not know this, um, but Lynn Morley won two Librarian stickers. So uh, both Kellogg Rice Krispie (laughs) and Lynn Morley should uh, reach out to Gold Label. And everyone else can use Gold Label 15 to get 10% off from goldlabel.com. Awesome. Congratulations, guys. Um, And now I think we need to head into predictions. Oh, my God. There's so much. Hit it. Yeah, we do. We do have time, and I've been holding on to this. Okay, I'm going to let you go first, then. Okay. <laughs> Here's my theory as to what's happening next episode. Okay. So Baird is going to go find everybody, save them, remind them about the library. They're going to believe her. When they believe her eventually, they're going to be taken back to between the bells. They're going to be taken back before the tethering. And that means Jenkins is still alive. Dang it! Yeah, yeah. And they already know that it's Nicole, so they can mm-hmm. they can like prepare for what's going to happen. 
and Flynn's going to be there because they're going to run into him. And when they go back before the bells, he and Baird are going to tether. So you think it is going to be Baird? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't really think it's going to be Flynn and Baird? Yes, and between the bells. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I can't Between the bells. Yeah, the the bell that woke everybody up and was like, "Hey, it's time," and the you guys did the anchor. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and yeah, then the like, second bell, where it, time was up. Yeah. Between they're gonna, it's gonna go back. It's gonna. I'm trying back to think in time. Of an oh, okay, because I was trying to think of like how they were gonna be able to do that once they all remember. You think it'll just all come back? Yes. Okay. Not, that's what I was trying to get to. No, no. An artifact I've never heard of from history or a book I never read. We don't. We don't have a time machine. See, it's, they don't need one. No. When they remember, it's going to bring the library back and send them back. Oh, okay. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll find an artifact. It's just timey wimey stuff. Wibbly like wobbly. Or or um, the time turner from. Um, from Harry Potter. Yeah, they're going to take it from a different universe and bring it over here. Yes. <laughs> they if they look, they have a TARDIS, uh, they had a DeLorean, they had um Orson Welles' time machine. Boom, like I read a book. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that, I've been holding on to that since last night. I'm so glad I wrote that down. It's my favorite part of the show. Uh, what, me coming up with crazy things that make no sense? It. I love it. Just me face-popping the entire time. Um, I can't even... So no, no, no. Like, I'm on the same boat with you, but I'm trying to think of an artifact that will get us there faster. Is what Whatever. I'm trying Jenkins to is alive. That's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, clearly. I'm just trying to think of, like, a different way. I'm trying to think of a different person or anything of that nature of how they can get... An artifact to help them go well, back. Maybe it was whatever was actually in Jenkins, because I don't believe that it was the library. Well, no, I definitely don't think it was a library that was acting the way that he that they were. I'm sure. I to really honest. like me making statements like I know, and do just sitting there laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we should do this every week. I feel so sadistic. We do do this every week. This is without Dean. Yeah, but it's better with Dean here. Well, no, you know what's funny? He's actually laughing at the computer. That's what he's usually doing when we're here. That's true. <laughs> Oh, man. You pretty much took most of my prediction. Because I'm right. <laughs> yes. Um, I was thinking... I was trying to think of... I don't remember what episode it was. Um, why do I feel like there was another Timey Wimey episode where we had an artifact? Darrington Dare. Not, not this season. <laughs> A sonic um, knife. <laughs> Right? Just bring, just bring no. every Sonic uh, tool. Sonic tools. It's going to be real Doctor Who-y. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I don't even know. Everyone's saying steal the TARDIS in the chat, which, you know, we can totally do that. No, it's been eaten by the library. A uh, question. Yes. When the library disappears, why wasn't she under the bridge? Why was she in a parking lot? Okay, so this is, I'm gonna, <laughs> this is the one spoiler I'll give you from the next episode. Oh. Spoiler alert. Oh, I knew, I knew that was coming out. I should have warned everybody. I did not know that was coming. Yeah. Thank you, Brianna. Thanks, Brianna. Because <gasps> the so library excited. exists in its own plane of existence, if the library is destroyed, it's not just destroyed from this point going forward. It's destroyed that it's never existed. So it was never under the bridge. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, she's going to figure something out. I have TV prediction. <laughs> You're playing that now? <laughs> okay. Thanks. I have, wait. If the library's gone, is is magic completely just gone forever? Or is it just like kind of No one said now? magic's gone. Magic's running thinking, wild. Well, because I'm thinking... Portals! Wait! <laughs> you want to bring portals back? 
I'm sorry. Do we all recall what the portals looked like? No, we're not going to do that right now. We're not going to do that right now. We're bringing the portals. Hold back. on. I, I have to just tell you one thing. Before I freak out. For, when you guys were making those comments about the portals before, there was 17 people in my digital effects department falling on the floor laughing hysterically. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to know that. That's what we wanted. Um, I ended up meeting a very nice woman who worked on the portals and she told her and she went, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> so, good. Um, so, wait, so magic still exists. Guys, 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 guys. Because magic's still out there. I know. Wait. (laughs) Look, magic is still out there. So that means Stone's tattoos are still on his arm. Maybe they can use something with the tattoos to bring the library back. Wait, no. If time was rewritten, he doesn't have the tattoos. But... No, that doesn't make any... Because they went never... He was never a librarian. But... Wait, what? But... But... If the library doesn't exist, then magical artifacts are out there, so they'll find one that'll take them back in time. Yeah, but how are they supposed to find one? Because Bear's going to remind them. But then the the episode will pretty much be them looking (laughs) back. It's going to be so good, and then it's going to start... The, it's, the episode's going to end the way that season one ended, where the library oh, came back. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Thanks. Okay. I get it. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. yeah. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. Wait. What about Dosa? Maybe they have magical stuff. Dosa still exists, right? It's really fun to have him. <laughs> well, uh, let me pose a question. If, there was... if, if Dosa exists to investigate the library, and the library never existed, oh, would Dosa on. exist? Killing me here, Smalls. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you took that because I was going to say something. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say the same thing, yeah. but I was actually going to say it. I was actually going to say the same thing. <laughs> okay, so the organization. I was actually going to say if the library doesn't exist, why do you need Dosa? That's what I was going to say. It's but it's, yeah, it's a fair point. I just I'm nervous over here. I don't want to give anything. <laughs> you guys are doing great though. <laughs> I really hope we're so far. <laughs> It's just gonna be them going. I do believe in the library. I do. You like to back to life like Tinkerbell. <laughs> oh my goodness! Any final thoughts? I can't. I can't think anymore. Okay. Thank you both so much for being here. Thanks for having us. This has been amazing. I got to ask all of my questions. (laughs) I got to make demands, and it was wonderful. Thank you so much to the fans. We really appreciate you joining us. Thank you to everyone live in the chat and who tweeted out about today and the giveaway. Um, Until next week, Alexis, where can people find you? You guys can follow me all over social media at atorres890. That's A-T-O-R-R-E-S-890. Still doing a bunch of after show stuff. So Lethal Weapons are on Tuesdays. Supernatural's back, so definitely check us out on Sunday. Sundays. Um, Lethal and, Weapon? Huh? You do Lethal Weapon? Yeah, I do. Clay Crawford's my best friend. What? Literally my to, best friend. We need to talk after. Yeah, <laughs> he played Quinn in Leverage. Oh I asked God. Dean, I asked Dean I to bring him, him on. Him. Yeah. He's wondering. He's literally my best friend. We're watching the Super Bowl together on Sunday. So when, <laughs> next time you're on, if he comes on, tell him I said hi. Yeah, well, I'm trying. That's why I was like, we need to talk after. Um, and I did an awesome show called Fangirling for Nerders. You should go check it out on joinalphateam.com. Um, and D, where can people find you on Twitter if they don't already know because they're not paying attention? I think it's official Dean Devlin or Dean Devlin official or something like that. It's at Dean, Dean underscore Devlin. Devlin. <laughs> okay. But more importantly, in a couple months, go see Bad Samaritan starring yes. former Doctor Who David Tennant. David Tennant. Oh my God, yes. The trailer really. drops I've next week. I've seen it twice and it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Christian, where can people find you on the socials? Oh. <laughs> so on Twitter... No, I know. Christian on Twitter, it's, it's at Christian Kane 01. Yep, there it is. And then on Instagram, it's Christian Kane 1. 
Ah, yes. At Christian Kane 1. Yeah. Yes. And I'm Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. We'll be back right here next week for the season finale. I know. Crazy. It's just insane. See you next time. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.